0: Happy New Year everyone, Happy New Year 2023, Um, we've had a great year 2022, so many sporting moments, 2023 we know it's going to be better, Um, welcome everyone to another exciting episode of Between the Lines, I'm your host IBK, Um, what's up AY, what's up Oluwasegun, Happy New Year to you guys. Uh,
1: Yeah, Happy New Year to everyone, it's good to be alive and healthy and you know, it's a new year, so new beginning, new start, uh, and I wish everyone the best, you know. it's good to be here as usual.
2: Yeah, same, same, same. happy new year for everybody, uh, like we were just discussing, I'm happy about my, my club finishing the year uh, on the high, and yeah, we're just more of the same going in on a on a footballing level, and yeah, just for life, happy to be here, so yeah,
0: happy new year. Oh, okay. Okay, so Olajide, um, we'll you can reel out some of the um, league results, and then we'll take it from there.
2: Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so Premier League is uh, this is the second game week after the uh, the, um, the World Cup, and yeah, some um, couple of matches were played. This, only two Sunday games happened uh, today. Uh Tottenham played against Aston Villa. They lost. And they lost 2-0 against Aston Villa. Very, very, very uh it's very reminiscent of what we've seen for Tottenham over the past well, season. I think they, they keep going down, but the, the the difference today was the fact that they didn't come back. This was exactly the same that happened last week against Brentford. We were losing 2-0. And then they came back to draw 2-2 but today they they weren't able to do so so you know uh, i guess questions have to be asked about antonio conte Nottingham forest playing against chelsea 1-1 i wasn't really watching the game fully it was just half an eye on it uh but i mean just from a resource point of view i'm sure that you know chelsea fans will be quite disappointed with that um you know they expect to beat Nottingham forest but yeah it's happened like that and um yesterday over on saturday uh well yes i should say saturday um there were more games played uh Manchester united beat wolves one 0 at wolves home good good uh very very good run of games over the past well I don't know, six, seven games for Marcus Rashford. Even, I guess going back even into the World Cup, he came on uh, at halftime after he, he he didn't start the game because of some internal issues with Ten Hag, but he came on in, in the game and he won, he got the winning goal for United. so very good result for them there. Uh, Manchester City drew with Everton. Uh, Manchester City, were, you know, by far, obviously, as you imagine, the better team, but, you know, it was one nail up until Demary Grace scored um the the leveler and he ended like that so very good results for you know the arsenal I, I suppose because of the, the title race um and, and and the table there uh another good result for, for arsenal uh was newcastle against leeds was 0-0 uh newcastle the, the reason why it's a good result is because newcastle is, is third right now and you know they're slowly but, but steadily just picking up points but they were they dropped two points uh yesterday against leeds and arsenal beat Brighton and hove albion uh 4-2 at home it was 3-0 up until what the 60th minutes thereabouts and then it was 3-1 and then 4-1 and 4-2 and he ended like that and yeah so good result for arsenal um yeah they go seven points clear at the top so yeah great great um great the, the way this table is looking is really good and uh, yeah over in la liga barcelona drew with espanol um, I think Madrid one. If I'm correct, I'm not so sure. I don't know. If yeah, Madrid one. Madrid one. Yeah. So yeah, these are just the the main games, and yeah, we can, just, we can go into, uh, yeah, a few of them.
0: All right. Okay. So let me start with you. ay mind you, you know, slowly and surely cooking cooking up this great stew, and it's brewing very nicely, and. um yeah. All of a sudden, they put um, Rashford this disciplinary action. Oh, he claimed that he overslept. That was the most bogus story i ever had for, for a meeting. But he said he overslept, so he was late for a meeting. So that was why he was put on the bench. Great oh. result. Wolves are doing well. Uh, not doing well. They, at least they won against Everton, and then they, they lost this one. So, what do you have to say about Manu's run?
1: Uh, well, the rumour is that uh, Rashford went you know, for a night out with uh, Jesse Lingard after the Nottingham game and uh, he was video drunk or something, I guess. But well, that, that's, that's the, the rumour, the official st- uh, story is that he missed um, uh, team training and uh, the, the manager benched him. I think it's, uh, it's a good sign, you know, it shows Tin Arg is in charge. Uh, any sign of dissent You're either on the bench or you getting sold. Um a la Teles, a la Ronaldo. And um anyway to the to the games. Uh the Nottingham game we um it was uh Varane and um Shaw. That was the the surprise pairing at the back. Uh, Maguire on the bench. Uh Tenard decided to play Shaw as the Central back, uh, partnering Varane. Uh I mean, I, that, that's a sign. I should you get his his bags out of United uh, against Nottingham. We were in full control. You know, goals from Martial and uh, Rashford sealed that one. And yesterday was tougher. Wolves have always been a a tough nut to crack. They're good defensively. You. Most of the games they've lost has been one nil, you know, they there and about. So when when I saw we're struggling in the halftime, I thought this is gonna be a difficult one. But we're gonna draw. But Rashford came in, consumer professional. When you drop by a manager, that's what you do. You know, you make him eat his words by coming in and scoring the winning goal. He had another one jogged off and uh makes you wonder about the the handball rules because there was a there was a ball that it um is it nathan collins nathan collins arm um, uh that was from anderson it was termed ball to hand it wasn't giving a penalty and then when the ball ricocheted off rashford's arm um, and went in that was called for handball so i mean what's up with the
0: <laughs> with the with yeah, the you know you know the handball issue you should once once the ball hits the hand and it causes a goal or something. Yeah, you know yeah, I know, I goal,
1: know. but but it's just ridiculous because yeah. if that's the yeah. case, then why wasn't the, the penalty given? Anyway, we we eventually won and now we third place with the game in hand. Uh, sorry, we fourth place, not third. Sorry, with the game in hand. If we win the game, we go third. But you know, let's not let's, let's not count our, our cheeks before the eggs are arched. Uh, so it's it's been a good, you know. Two game weeks, uh, and uh, we hope for we hope for more. We hope for, we hope for, you know, it's it, it's nice to see everything is moving in, in the right direction. I don't like Martial's body language. I think uh, Anthony still has a lot to do. But anytime I see Casemiro, I see Verme, I see Shaw, I see Rashford, Malaysia, uh, even Wan Bissaka is doing well now. So I mean. We're on the all. Yeah. All right, great one. Sorry, um, sorry. I,
0: well talk to me about yeah. Anthony, please. Is it good?
1: <laughs> um, well, um, the jury's still out. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna start uh you know passing judgment over a player that has not played six months in United. More so you have to understand that he joined United quite late in the so there was no preseason for him with, uh, with United. And then he played, what, two months, three months, and then we had to go to the World Cup, and then he's back. So it's it's hard enough, jumping, you know, taking the step up from the Dutch League to the EPL, and then with all the you know disruptions, World Cup and everything, I think I think we should give him to the end of the season, really. But I mean, for a player that cost us 100 million pounds, sorry, 100 million euros, uh, you expect more. I'm not going I'm not going to sugarcoat that. We expect more from him. But I think before we, you know, before we draw the knives... We... Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. okay. Um would well, let me let, let me touch on let's let, let's move to Man City. I was, you know, I don't think bringing in I, I I don't know. It was I think it was a case of taking two steps forward and three back in terms of getting Haaland. You don't you don't get haaland and then man city has been always special especially under guardiola even before guardiola what's the name of it was because they could get goals from all over the place so the attackers were always scoring you know not just their main strikers but the attackers were always scoring they could get goals in from those guys and then their main strikers were also scoring like i always tell like i've said it even on this for a couple of times I've, I've, i felt man city's best squad that i've seen in a while was the one that pellegrini had four different kinds of strikers and then this kind of, and then this squad this particular man city squad it almost looks like if Holland doesn't put the ball in the back of the net or something or you know costing a goal or something, or De Bruyne are giving a special cross. Even those, no, nothing is happening. Even those crosses that he, you know, that Man City have always been known for, where they put the ball across the box, and we saw Sterling, Sterling tapping a lot of goals over the seasons. They are not even there again, you know. So I don't know, man. I really don't know what's wrong with Man City's play. They look very flat. They look lethargic. Um. And Haaland is scoring at a ridiculous pace. He has scored 21 goals already in 15 games. So last season the top scorer was 23 goals. So Lajeng, what do you think is wrong with Man City? I think you said it's
2: two steps forward, three steps back. I don't know if that's the case, just because if somebody's scoring, Haaland has 20 goals in, in 14 games. Like I think okay, we are just if we're talking about just Haaland as as himself as a signing and just looking at him in isolation it's 3-7 forward the problem is that City have uh, sold all their wingers and there is nobody I think we, we've talked about this before I'm like I'm not impressed with City because is gonna it's gonna keep possession and because of how tech car they are I mean you have in the in, in um, yesterday's game it was it was De Bruyne it was uh, Bernardo Silva and Roderick and I think on the wings was Grealish uh, Mares was it Mahrez? I can't remember. I think Maris on and Haaland. So, everybody, even Haaland, to a certain extent, all have, you know, technical ability that is is through the roof. Problem is that it's all, everything is all behind the ball. And you're talking about, I, I think what you said, even um, the, the cutbacks that they do. That's when the Bruyne would do like the underlapping run in that, you know, left eight or right eight stuff and then get to the byline and cross it back. Or sometimes it would be if, you know, when they had, you know, Sané and Sterling at, at their pump, obviously those guys are rapid. So balls in behind or, or dribblers or something like that, they have none of that anymore. And it's just behind the ball, behind the ball. And then obviously because... You know, uh, KDB is, is so is his magical. He can always find haaland and haaland is even more so with his with his finishing. So he's going to get goals. But once you kind of staple that, then it's a problem, and that's that's not a Holland thing. I think that's because pepper sold his wingers, and I'm, I'm I was very surprised about it. I think selling Jesus is when they do when they did that is 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 fine because like you know. They, they were guessing in Haaland, Haaland is, is much is going to score way more goals than Jesus. And then in, in backup, they have Alvarez. He scored four goals at the World Cup. I think that kind of went under the radar a little bit. But and that's City's second striker. So that's that's quality that they have. But when they saw someone like Sterling, it's a problem. And and obviously, even more so when they stole when they saw, saw Sani. And I think that's really was like is, is the problem that they have the, the wing play is so it's so there is, there is nothing there it's just two feet, to feet, to feet and like there is no attacking team is going to be successful if everything is just to feet, you have to have some threats in behind and CC for all their technical ability is, that threat in behind is, is quite minimal, I think on the wings at least
0: hey, What are your thoughts?
2: Oh well, I
1: mean I think there are two ways to look at it. Um, the old system of not having a nine was probably one of the reasons City haven't won the uh, won the Champions League, which is you consider the only girl, right? So, when you look at it that way, do you expect a team like Man City, with ambitions of winning the Champions League, to pass to pass up an opportunity to sign perhaps the best nine in the world? The best pure nine in the world. I mean, let's be reasonable. Almost every team in the world wanted to sign a land. United wanted him, Chelsea wanted him. I don't know about Arsenal, but they probably wanted him but didn't because they, they weren't going to get him, right? So you can't, you can't say signing a land was or is, you know, has taken them a couple of steps back. I think if you if you watch City in the past couple of years it's always been this way that there are maybe three points behind Liverpool four points behind Liverpool and then they come back and win the title right It's it's been like that for the past eight, two, two three seasons the reason why this is looking worse is because Arsenal are seven points ahead right in, a, in an ideal world uh, Arsenal will probably be just two points ahead of City and we won't be having this conversation and uh, let's not Forget City. Haven't played Arsenal yet, so it's still technically in their hands, right? They're still going to play Arsenal twice, so I think it's too early to 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 say Ireland has made things worse. I think City sold a lot of players this summer, last summer rather, and it's taken a while for the new changes to you know to, you know, to take effect. But I think they'll be fine. It's 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 just too early. I I know Arsenal are. I'm running away with it right now, but it, it's not over yet. It's not over yet, and it's you can't you can't say, "Saina Land is taking them, is making them, you know, taking them backwards or anything." I don't, I don't believe that. I think this is just typical city. I think uh injuries at the back also haven't helped. the The, the normal pairing would probably be Diaz and Laporte or Diaz and and Stones, right? But there's no Diaz. Uh, Walker went to the World Cup you know he just recovered from an injury when he went to the World Cup so he's not exactly fit so that's another issue there Cancelo came back from the World Cup not fit that's another issue there so I mean it's it's lots of issues Uh, Kevin Phillips came back you know uh, fat fat. (laughs) sorry to use that word so those are the issues really that's what I feel
0: okay last second Arsenal, your bogey team Brighton, you guys were, you know it was a very fast start you guys dominated, scored the first goal scored the second goal and then scored the third goal and I'm like wow, this Brighton that everybody seems to, even if you're going to beat Brighton, you're going to sweat it out you know, and then he takes off that was like 60 or 70 minutes he takes off everybody takes off right back, left back and then empathy, and Arsenal almost collapsed. And all of a sudden, you are looking at the charts in between the first, <laughs> the first team and the second team. You know, in that manner. So me also is he a second team? No, maybe he's yeah, you know that kind of thing. Is Tierney second team? No, but they all they, but the but but what I'm saying is that those personnel changes were too many, and I I think it was a bit of naivety from from Ateta to remove all of them at once. I'm not saying he shouldn't have removed all of them. he wanted to remove but I think he should have staggered his substitutions better and then of course Mitoma we know is a one-on-one beast and he he ran riot and then Arsenal finished it up Odegaard Odegaard is touching the ball in, in some the last time I saw an Arsenal player touching the ball the way in those tight spaces I don't know if you really watched him was Alexander Kleb you know very tight spaces he, you know touch touch and go touch and go through the legs you know those kind of things you know step overs and stuff but very tight tidy technical football and what a pass for gabriel martinelli saka did well. everybody did well but i just feel that the substitutions brought Brighton back into the game and but arsenal still won your thoughts
2: uh yeah you're absolutely right They did bring Brighton back to the game uh but hindsight is funny because it was 3-0 and it was 60th minute that I removed Ben White and Zinchenko, and then 74th minute that I removed Party. Um it's like it's not he's never gonna do it again. It's a mistake, right? Because you've lost control and um, what happened is 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 susceptible to happen. But he is like at the same time, it's like yo. I, he didn't know that I was gonna happen. it was like they, they're comfortable they're they're trying they're playing Newcastle soon but well, not soon like that's the next game um it's 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 not he he couldn't have been able to tell that it, they would just collapse like that obviously the people that he even brought on Tomiyasu and, and, and Tierney are people that you know from time to time they are they are littered into the first team so it's like i mean they're not it's not second string players like that so but anyways, just to to move on from that. It wasn't mis- it was a mistake, but it wasn't like a predictable mistake If that if that makes sense. Um talking about the players, um yeah, look, the team is 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 just is ticking and I think Odegaard is like is is the leader of the team. When Odegaard became captain, I was I, I, I think I and along a couple of others were were very um what's the word? uh wary How about the decision like he yeah he was 20 22 twenty three at the time he 24. He, n- now he's twenty four I think he just turned 24 i think but he was twenty two no,
0: mm-hmm.
2: no he's turning twenty four I think it was born 99, or ninety nine oh, or well anyways it doesn't matter the point is he's he was young and it was like yo he hasn't he hasn't nailed down he, he was just coming on loan from from one year and then he had been he had, he, he, he had been bought permanently and then, well, he's now going to be captain. But, like, the thing is, what he's showing is, obviously, Odegaard is, like, a silky silky smooth player. You know, back in the, when it was 2015, 2014, in secondary school, he was one of those, like, YouTube players that you're watching do skills um, and stuff. But what he's he's showing is just, like, a, a sense of, like, um, he's taking responsibility. Like, he's, he's scoring goals now. He's, he has seven goals. He's a top goal scorer, I think, along with Martinelli. Um, he's driving the team forward, writing away is not easy, you know. And he's going there, he's, he's engaged in battles, he's doing stuff that you know, wh- when we've seen other like um Arsenal teams and other Arsenal, you know, top 10 car players do, is that they go to all these like tough grounds and they're like, you know, they can't hack it because like it's, it's, it's rough, it's windy, the fans are on their backs, and you know, they they shy away from the from the battles, but it's getting stuck in. And look, I like. I think he epitomizes what Ateta wants from from the team. It's just it's his desired to actually, you know, be first in your battles and then obviously show your quality. And then obviously when we're talking about the quality as well, is I mean it's you know Martinelli and, and Saka, they're 20 21 year olds putting up seven goals, six goals already in the league. It's it's amazing number. And I think like for Arsenal fans, it's 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 very like comforting to know that uh Gabriel Jesus could get injured and I can come in and score two and two. And you know, just just look to keep it going, and it, it doesn't stop. It shows that okay, look, the, the player is, is going to be a big miss naturally because he's he's, he's very good, but the system and the the, the plan that Ateta has put in place is able to really withstand at least the first team of that of that team is able to withstand I think opposition from any any team to be honest. And look, I'm saying it, man, We're going to win the league, man. I, I I think so. It's not it's 16 games in, but I. I there is no team playing better than Arsenal this season. Evo, Man City. They are not playing better than the team. So, I, I think we're going to win it. But obviously, it's still 16 games. So, as I'm going to say, it's 37 games. In. It's just one game at the time. So, yeah, let's see.
0: Ewa, hey, do you want to add anything
1: to it? Uh, well, I mean, there's there's nothing more to add. I think, um, like I said, Arsenal are doing well because uh, they're playing what I would call uh, I say this a lot when I talk about basketball, but I think I'm going to apply it. They play uh, a football, which means it's so it's more of a sum of parts than just depending on one particular player. I think um, there was a period where party was not available, as now we're doing well. Uh, uh, right now, there's no Gabriel or Susan. They're still doing well, and they don't have. They've not. They've not even deployed uh, Smith-Rowe yet. They've not uh they're planning to sign this Ukrainian. Uh I don't know how to pronounce it. Mudrik. Mudrik. Yeah. M- so, Mudrik yeah. so, and Felix alone. Uh I don't know if Felix, <laughs> I don't know if Felix will happen. But, but I don't know if Felix will happen, but let's focus on this. So you see that there's actually more to come from Arsenal. Uh so when you look at it from that angle, you have to be scared if you're not an Arsenal fan. Uh but it's it's football, you feel you know, experienced by coming to play. Uh, you feel, you know, anything can happen it's football, right? But you have to understand that the reason why it's not doing so well is, of course, they have good players. No one is disputing that. They have players that are listening to the manager, that doing what what the manager wants them to do. They don't have any big egos in the dressing room like they did a couple of years ago, with Ozil, uh, Aubameyang, and and, and uh, Pepe, and all of them. Now you have players that are committed to the cause. They have players that are willing to go there and, you know, run through the bus, run to the train for Attero and all that. So, but of course, the, the, the style of football is not dependent on anyone, like I said. So, if tomorrow Odegaard is out and perhaps they have um, um available, they'll be fine, you know. They won't necessarily lose because Odegaard is, is, is out, right? It could be because they just had a bad day. So when you look at it from that angle, you got to be scared. People like me that don't want us not to win, uh it's it's scary. Uh, I don't I mean, get what people don't want us to win, but you guys are fine
2: with Man City and Liverpool
1: winning. I don't I don't get it. Ah, uh, because I mean, I don't want you to brag. I don't know many Man City fans. <laughs> oh,
2: so, it's been, know,
1: been nineteen so, years, man. Like I don't I don't it's, know it's many Man City fans. I I know few Liverpool fans, but Liverpool are not going to win this season anyway. So uh, you know. So I, so that's it. they're doing they're doing well. Like um like Olua, Olua rightly said, it, it's looking like it's their year. If City don't don't get their acts together, they will lose the title. So that's just it.
2: I do think like uh uh Pate is somebody that is not if he goes out then somebody will comment because what what he does is he's basically he's the lone midfielder. Um he, he, he's he's, he's I don't think there's. Well, I guess Man City do the <laughs> same with Rodri. Rodri, uh, I think El, El Neni can do it,
1: but maybe not for a, a,
2: a, a I think long if El is there, Xhaka will have to be by him. He will have to drop. Yeah, yeah, him. yeah. Uh, because that's it. If,
1: if, if they miss party for two games, if they rest party for a game, I think they'll be fine. Because they have Xhaka, they have El Neni. The problem would be if they if they lose party for three months. You get my point. That's where the problem, that's where it's going to be a problem. But if it's just a couple of weeks, they'll be fine. It's not like, it's not like City are going to win all day. So, you get, so there's no doubt about it. That's not, we'll still drop points. The point is, uh the idea is they should not drop more than seven points to City. They will still drop points. They're not going to go unbeaten, so... They're gonna lose some games. They're gonna have some injuries, some you know, games that party will miss, games that other guys will miss through suspension or injuries and all that. But the key is not letting City catch up. That's the key. City play City play Chelsea
2: next week while Arsenal play Newcastle. City's uh City's new next run is is kind of crazy. I think it, the Chelsea has Chelsea, I think they have United there somewhere. Yeah, United is after Chelsea.
1: So you, you see, you see, you
2: see the points I'm making now. So you've
1: got a situation where City could draw points. May, maybe they win one, lose one, win one, draw one. If Arsenal, as long as Arsenal don't don't do worse, let's say they win one, draw one, two, they're fine. They still have the seven points, right? And if they're lucky, they extend it. So that, that's just that. That's the game right now. The game right now is making sure you don't allow City to catch up. If you have seven points still. March, then
2: it's 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 as good as done. It's crazy though, cause I don't think this is gonna catch up. Their next uh five, six pictures is Chelsea United in the league. Chelsea United, uh Tottenham Wolves, Tottenham again, uh Aston Villa, then Arsenal. Yeah, wow.
1: That's,
2: kind of that's crazy. crazy. <laughs> wow, and that's pretty good in a- between two e- uh FP Cup and EFL Cup games against uh Chelsea and Southampton.
1: Yeah, there's a chance there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, we'll see. Wow, that, that's a all right. Let's 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 segue to the let's segue to La Liga. First of all, please can somebody explain to me how somebody gets a red card, Lewandowski, and he's he's banned for three games? Which red cards are? Which when he's a straight red? Especially when it's violent conduct and stuff like that, and not last man, not being the last man of the defense, you know. And then the very next game he's playing. That's the first part, and then secondly, math, 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 my horse just lost control of that game, you know, and they just—it was just terrible. As in, he was just giving yellow cards and red cards for fun. I think it was about fourteen cards were given. He's the same guy that did
2: it for in the World Cup, no?
0: Yeah, Argentina versus uh, Netherlands. It was just terrible, man. As in, it was, ter- I was just laughing. I, I didn't watch it when it happened. I watched it today, and I was just I was appalled by by the referee. Get hold of the game. I ref in my local this thing, and I know how to, I know how to gauge the crowd, and you know, play to the gallery, and then also play to the um I don't know to the tempo of the game, so that things if the game is getting out of hand, you know you know what to do. You know how to. You know, pour water on everybody's body and calm everything down. But he just lost the plots, and then he became the center of the, you know, of 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 the show. Guys, guys come to watch games, you know, not to see the ref. The ref is almost like an unnecessary evil, if if you can use, you, you know just to bring some of order.
1: Right, right. I I hear I hear this stuff a lot. Like, okay, the ref is not supposed to be the main guy; He's supposed to calm things down, but. If players are acting like dogs, the ref is, you know, is obliged to send some people off and to card them. You can't see because you're trying to control the game. You allow players to, you know, get away with reckless tackles and stuff like that. I mean, let, let's be objective. The, the game between uh, the Netherlands and the Netherlands and Argentina was. People keep saying, "Oh, he lost control." Look, let's be objective. Most of those cards were deserved. They were deserved if players decide to act like hooligans on the pitch what, what do you want the referee to do i saw this barcelona game and everyone keeps saying the referee lost control how how jody alba got two yellow cards same with uh, Vinicius Souza. so what are we talking about here if players need to behave better and not you know some players want to have like want to take three tackles before they get a yellow card why
2: <laughs>
1: why? You, 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 you hack a guy the first time, you hack him the second time. The referee brings out the card. They're like, ah, oh, it's just twice. It's just why? I mean, come on. I'm not. I'm not saying we don't have situations where referees lose control. So don't get me wrong. Okay, there, there are situations like that. But sometimes I think we blame the referees for everything. Sometimes and we just need to be objective. Sometimes these players don't act right. They don't. They show a lack of control they get they get emotional and they play the referee they play
0: the referee
1: players are smart you know
0: okay but what happened how did lewandowski get back and they said they suspended the suspension i don't think i've ever heard that before how do they get away with all this What's wrong uh, with Lali?
1: I, I think i think i think what what barcelona did was because because they wanted those to play. They just submitted this appeal. And as long as you're on appeal, the you, you the suspension is, is suspended, if, if that's correct. So that that's exactly what happened. So they're gonna review is uh their appeal, I think, later this week, and then they're gonna decide if they're gonna uphold it or they're gonna reduce it or they're gonna, you know, get rid of it. So I know it's frivolous, really. It's just Barcelona trying to make sure that plays and all that. But that—that's what it is. That's that's the the rules in La Liga. When you appeal, the the suspension is uh, is paused. Uh, it's it's different from in England. Uh, I remember when uh, Rio Ferdinand got his seven-month ban, he, I think he appealed and he had to continue the sentence while, while appealing or something, I, I'm not sure. So, I don't think it's the same in England, but that's how it is in, in La Liga. So, yeah.
0: Madrid and Atletico back Madrid, score, um, Benzema scoring goals, um, which <laughs> which was absolutely sensational. A penalty and you know, a very good goal, but... Mm-hmm it's Madrid. Doing what Madrid does, they didn't do anything to me throughout the game, but they still won. Um, Atletico too. Atletico even played better. Joao um, Felix had a decent game. Griezmann in his newfound number 10 role, embracing him to, and, and I think that's it's going to prolong his career. Lushak. I
2: think I had the game. I, I, I'm, I'm not following La Liga this season though.
0: Unfortunately,
2: unfortunately you know but, well i mean i saw the
1: highlights of the game it was it was it was all benzema as usual but i think um uh i'm gonna talk more about the uh the monkey chants for Vinicius. that was horrible um i can't believe in 2023 we still have people going to stadiums you know doing monkey chants and it was not just even a section of the of the fans because when he was substituted they, they kept saying Manu, mano, mano and that's Monty, Monty it's, it's ridiculous and he released a statement about it he complained about La Liga not doing enough and uh Tebas I mean Tebas Tebas he acts like an idiot sometimes he just came out and said oh La Liga is doing this La Liga is doing that maybe Vinicius should come and talk to La Liga so La Liga can show him I mean what did you say? this thing was happening when as far back as when Eto was in the league yeah, and he's still sure. happening now. So, yeah, if you say that, that <laughs> Yeah, so if you say La Liga are doing stuff then then what, then what do you say? The last time I don't know who, who, I don't know who was playing I think it was Espanol, and we had a similar situation and what La Liga said was instead of banning the team or maybe, maybe banning uh, stopping them from having fans for a game or two La Liga said Okay, they understood that because of the intensity of the game. Yeah, it was Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid. They said because it was a rivalry, a city rivalry, people got carried away. And uh, because of that, they're going to overlook it. So if if La Liga is coming out and making excuses for racists, what, what does that tell you? That means even the institution itself is making excuses for this you get so it's it's a huge problem i I, i've said this many times i think tebas is an idiot i don't think tebas should be running la liga but it's just it shows the problem is not just tebas right because if the problem is just tebas you want people to probably resign and say look i can't work with this guy right but if tebas is saying this and we're not hearing of resignations here and there we're not hearing you know people at the top criticizing the it, then it's an institutional thing. Then it's like all of you agree, right? So, it's, it's a huge problem. So, uh, I, I, like I said, I just saw the I of the game. Uh, Real Madrid uh, <coughs> Real Madrid won 2-0. Uh, Benzema with, with both goals, uh, late goals, 83-minute penalty, and uh, I think a 90-minute goal. So, yeah, Real Madrid won, but... I think I'll focus more on on, on, on what happened to Vinicius. It's very sad.
0: All right. Yeah. Okay. So. So before we before we move to you know sporting moments of the year. Last last week, Ronaldo goes to honor, sir, and the numbers I'm seeing all over the pages of the newspaper. I think at the beginning of the season when when Killian resigned, you know, we we reeled out some numbers, but this one's trumped those numbers. Anyway, all of a sudden, I'm just hearing that, you know, that um, um, they've doubled the the number of followers they have on social media in less than 24 hours. They've done this, they've done that. His shirts have been sold out already. Wow. Wow. Wow was this was this was was this this was this in his mind when he when he dropped that when that video dropped out in the interview you had with um pierce morgan was this what he wanted just to come down here go Uh, down to Saudi Arabia
1: what's going on uh i don't i don't think he wanted this now perhaps he wanted it maybe next summer or next december or something but not i don't think he wanted that in general in in you know when he dropped that interview i think at that point he felt he probably still get you know 18 in maybe italy or something but many things made that um impossible number one uh when you call out a club like that it's gonna scare a lot of other clubs right because they're gonna be like okay if you bring this guy now and then he has issues with uh, the manager he's gonna do this again right and then uh of course the, the the money involved if you have a situation where clubs are offering you say where well, you're ronaldo and you're getting offers like 100 a week <laughs> you get you think <laughs> you know why well, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go play in it to hand 100 a week when i can go to saudi and make 200 million a year right <laughs> um, yeah and then you know in life you need to you need to always think long term. I always tell people. <laughs> no, no. No, in, in life you need to think long term. Like you can't so, always yeah. you can't always be thinking next year, next year. You can't you can't think that way. So when you're ter- It's he's going to be 38 next month. Mm-hmm. He's got to start thinking, okay, what am I gonna do when I hang my boots? Do I wanna do I wanna own a club? Do I mm-hmm. wanna invest? You know, Ronaldo now is in a better position to achieve whatever long-term goals he, mm-hmm. he has in mind, right? If his long-term goal is to buy Benfica or Sporting Lisbon, which is 200 a year in Saudi Arabia, he can easily buy ben, uh, Sporting Lisbon, right? You can you can join hands with uh, a Saudi prince and buy a premiership team. He can do all those things now. So, going to Saudi Arabia is not just a football decision, right? It's about connections, He's going he's gonna to be talking to the, you know, you know the top dogs in Saudi Arabia now, right? The so yeah, yeah, in the Middle yeah. East. Yeah, so right now, he's going to... He's there to make connections. It's the same the same thing that happened when Beckham went to the US. Beckham didn't just go to the US to go play football. He went there to get the connections he needed for, for his long-term goal. And his long-term goal was to own a franchise in the MLS, which he eventually did. And it was easier for him because he played in the MLS. He met the right people. He... He was able to choose the right city to to get his club. He was able, you know, all those things. So he's thirty eight. He needs to start thinking that way. It's not about if if he wins another Champions League. What difference is he gonna make? It's not gonna make any difference. The main thing he had to win was the World Cup. And the moment he lost that, there was no hunger anymore. There was no need to stay in Europe, to be honest. Especially with this kind of offer on the table. And you know, the Saudis are not gonna keep the offer waiting, right? They're not gonna keep it waiting for a year. I don't, I don't think, you know, this might sound funny, but I don't think people like that, you know, take it take it like when you tell them no. So if you tell them no now, with the mindset that, oh, next year when I go, I'm going to have 200 million waiting for me. You're joking. You're joking because who knows? Messi might be in the market next year. Messi might decide, oh, I'm done with Europe. I want to go somewhere else. And then you're competing with Messi for your 200 million. So it's it's the right time to go it's forward thinking. This is it doesn't have to prove anything to anyone anymore. I totally support the move and it's a good one.
0: You and your anti Ronaldo ways. Your thoughts?
2: I have to reiterate that I'm not anti Ronaldo. I don't hate the guy. I, I it's just it's from, from a purely football angle. The the points that Iwa has made are hundred percent rational. Like they make sense from a life planning point of view from the he's an adult he has he has what four four five kids i think it's not it's not like i think i saw people bashing and blah 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 it's like yeah it makes sense the thing is about this is he did the Piers morgan interview and he's ruined his his relationship with Manchester united did he Morgan the whole deal with Piers morgan is even is questionable from the start and then he's done this and uh that's coupled with you know other times in the past where he has talked about well, i don't want to go and earn money in in saudi arabia i want to finish at the top level blah blah or qatar or america or something like that and he said all these things in the past it's it's on record and then he comes now and he goes against that to to earn money it's not like ronaldo is not um he's not in need of money so people the way people are looking at it is like you know, what, what really are you... Are, are you wait, unlike?
1: wait, why Why? Why do people say Ronaldo is not in need of money? No, well, I mean, he's not in need yeah. of money to feed his family, yes. But it doesn't mean he doesn't need money for his long-term plans. Are you getting? that Yeah, money. yeah. You what, what, don't know his plans, right? You don't know his plans. His plans could be to buy a club. So if he has plans to buy a club, then he needs money. So I don't know, what do you mean by he doesn't need money? The money he's he's money not well. in need
2: of like he's not in need of money the way like oh I'm I'm playing for a uh, a mega contract. He's had mega contracts for how however long. But, but, but you can't you can't say that. That's what I'm saying. You can't say that. Because you don't know his plans.
1: You don't know his plans. Yeah, like, but but, uh, but no, you okay, don't, know don't know his plans either, though. Let me let me give you an example. I know his I can at least glean his plans because he's he has taken a mega contract. So he clearly needs the money, right? You are saying, oh, he doesn't need, what, how, how do you mean? You, you can look at Dan Gote now, for example, sorry to, you know, deviate. He's the richest man in Nigeria, probably Africa, fine. You can't say Dan Gautena does not need money. You don't know his plans. What if he plans to, you know, build uh, a fertilizer refinery in Brazil? Are you going to say he doesn't need money for that? But you don't know his plans. You can't say someone doesn't need money unless you know their plans so you can't come and say Ronaldo. i mean you can say he doesn't need money to feed his family it doesn't need money to you know do stuff do this do that but without knowing his real long-term goals you can't say it doesn't need money you can't say that
2: no yeah like I, I think like i said i think you're absolutely right i think like what going to going to answer to end so-and-so amounts is not is like if you're looking at his helicopter view like it makes sense like he's, at the end of the world i've been saying about the ronaldo things like he's 38 like there is no point of of trying to push yourself trying to play for a champions league club going to training however with, with such intensity blah, blah blah when you're 38 like you, you you can't do it anymore and that's that's fine because it's, it's time like time catches up with everybody yeah. but the thing is about ronaldo and what we're looking at is like um what what, what point am i trying to make is about how, like it's I, I guess you know yeah, what I mean. I, I get, I, I get you because you you're saying
1: okay at the interview, during the interview, you said no, I'm not going to Qatar, I'm not going to the US, I want to finish at the top. But many things, after many th- things changing in months, right? That was before the World Cup. That was before, okay. At that point, he probably felt okay. I'll go to the World Cup. I have a good World Cup, right? And then I can go to say Bayern, Dortmund, or this club or, or that club. And then, like I said, I don't know this for sure, but he probably didn't get the kind of offers he wanted in Europe. We later got to know that uh, Kansas City FC offered him a very good package, quite similar to the Saudi one. So, I mean, he had offers, apart from the Saudi one. But I don't know, when you look at it, Saudi, US, (laughs) what's the difference really, you know? What's the difference, really? And who knows the tax situation in Saudi Arabia and the tax situation in the US? We don't know all these things. But the fact is, I don't see the point of Ronaldo going to Italy to earn 100000 Right? So if no club is willing to pay him, say, 200 a week, there's no point. What, what? What's the point? He's going to go to Syria, stress himself out, face insults from fans and, 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 and all that. For what? He has, like I said, he has nothing to prove. He has nothing to prove. His legacy is sealed already. And he's 38. I mean, I don't know how many uh, players played to that level. I don't know, really. I believe Pele top at 34 or something. Uh, I don't know. Messi is how? 35? I don't know if Messi will be at the top at 38. By 37, Messi too, will probably be in the US or something. So let, let's just... You know, the, the old bitterness is too much. Like, let's just let these guys be, <laughs> You know, it's not for real. Let, let, let them be, man. The, the bitterness oh. is too much.
0: Okay. Uh, let's, let's segue. To. The great Pele died last, <clears throat> a couple of days ago. He was 82. He died from cancer. You know, we, we had a good, good debate, I think, last week. And we all concluded it was Pele and stuff like that. You know. So... He died, he died almost a week ago, right? Sorry, let me be sure.
1: Yeah, I believe he died on... Tuesday. On Wednesday.
0: Tuesday Wednesday. On
1: Wednesday.
0: Yeah. So, uh, oh, Pele. The last check on He's an absolute legend. He's probably the first superstar soccer player. Rumors had it that mm-hmm. during the um, Nigerian Civil War, when they were playing... When he was playing stationary stalls, they had to stop the game so that they had to stop the the wall for for guys to watch the match and stuff. He was such a force. He was it was a great player, and he was even a greater human being. And you know, we saw what he did in terms of promotion of the sports globally. Even when this whole Qatar thing started, you know, the bid when they got the bid and stuff, the whole Aspire Academy. He was he was the face of it. For it to improve you know sports globally especially in such regions so um Pele is, is uh, he's an icon he's probably he's idolized he's the one that brought the number 10 um shirts into limelight like you said all the skills ever done or most of the skills we watch today were all started by Pele. he was a man with imagination playing in a, in, a, in in an era where People were matching you. <laughs> were stepping on your, on your groin, on your knees and stuff. They were hacking you and no, no yellows, no fouls. It was that kind of. It was brutal. The the ball was hard and everything. So he had to be sleek. He had to be careful. And for someone who wasn't even an out-and-out striker, you know, to to have that kind of impact. Um, it, um, let me start with you, Ay. Pelle.
1: Uh, I mean. Uh, everything we've heard about this man is just great things. You know, consumer professional, nice guy. Um, he, was, he was considered a national treasure. That's why he could not leave Brazil. Um, but um, unfortunately, when he retired after uh, Mexico 70, I think he paid another one year, then he retired. He, he realized uh, his investments were not... Uh, but not didn't, didn't come out, didn't, you know, barefoot. So he had to start playing football all over again at uh, New York Cosmos. So he, he transcended the sports, like, you know, uh, Americans knew him, everyone knew him around the world. He met heads of states, uh, you know, it's just, I, I don't know anyone that can say anything bad about this guy. And it's not even about, you know, uh, people who say nice things because someone is dead. This is a genuine nice guy. Like, and apart from that, a great footballer, like, you know, lots of skills we're seeing today were invented by him. But well, maybe not invented, but he brought them out to the limelight. And, uh, you know, a great guy, he's t- personally, he's the GOAT. You know, he's just, he's the number one. Like, he's the number one. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, the journey of life will always, you know, the circle has to be complete at some point. So I'm glad he lived a good life. Uh, unfortunately, his mom is still alive, from what I heard.
0: Yes. Uh, uh, she's yes. 100
1: years old and no, yeah. not told uh, about his demise yet. So it's, uh, I think that's probably the sad part. But, you know, she's, you know, it's, it's a life well spent. A fulfilling life, so I think we can we can celebrate pelling and not and not feel bad. You know,
2: yeah Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think I celebrate I think, can celebrate him. I think uh, yeah, like you said, man, he's not. Um, he didn't die. He didn't die young. He got to like you know reap the benefits and just be celebrated for what what he did for the sports, i, I think we we're talking about it last week yeah it was last week or so with about the good debates and how you know i was talking about there was this video that it was all the skills that have been done and popularized you know talking about core of turn legova sombrero all them things and he did all of that like during his career and, and like, like we said he, he wasn't watching tv to so learn it or youtube like it, it just came from his imagination and he he brought sports he brought uh, skills to the sports and that's like to to invent something like in, in in the game you know it's 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 magical so yeah i mean he like you said he he's the goal i am I'm, I'm a little like uh sad about the fact that it should have been nice for him to have I, I think he would have wanted to well i'm not sure about i'm imagining that he would have wanted to like you know have seen brazil win the world cup before before uh dying um i guess that's yeah um he, he wasn't playing so um he, he didn't have any influence over it but i'm guessing that that would have been nice to happen but yeah just moving on from that i think like you said it's, it's a life well spent and uh yeah it's uh he's he's the greatest player that the game has seen and it's uh, it's uh, it's, uh it's, a, it's a sad day but it's is at, at the very least the, the 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 silver lining is that he wasn't young he, he lived a full life so you know RIP.
0: All right. Okay, well, 2022 was a great year for a lot of sporting moments. Madrid winning the Champions League, um Messi winning the World Cup, um Alcaraz coming becoming a beast. We have a lot of great sporting moments. So I'm I'm so I'm, I'm starting with you Luo What's your favorite sporting moments, maybe one, maybe more than one of 2022?
2: Our uh, favorite sporting moments has to be Messi winning the World Cup, I think for me that's like, because the World Cup is the, it's literally the biggest sporting event in the world, but the reason why it's the biggest sporting moments is because it's Messi and obviously, I think we, we talked about it when, after the World Cup, the, the episode that we did, and Messi has had like, um, I mean Messi is from this generation and I guess from the past. I don't know, two two generations or so. He's been probably the greatest player, but he's had the 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 shadow looming, looming over his head about not ever winning the World Cup. And to do that when he's 35, when it's probably going to be his last one, against, you know, the backdrop of, of playing this against Mbappe, who is probably maybe the best player in the world right now. Um, and they got to the finals together to do that and then to beat him and then have the World Cup that he did, you know, uh, Second highest goal scorer, I think. Obviously got the assists he did, the clutch moments against Mexico and stuff like that. And then to just be able to just do all that and then come culminate in two goals in the final. I mean, it's uh, and then obviously scoring his penalty in the in the penalty shootouts. I think like for me that's like the the greatest moments uh in twenty twenty two. And probably his greatest moments in a very long time in, in at least in football. Uh so yeah, good for him. Anyway. Your greatest. Uh, well, I mean,
1: this year, most of the teams and yeah. players I supported probably didn't, didn't, didn't win much. Grinaldi uh, didn't win anything. Um, uh, Leclerc didn't win anything. The Celtics made it to the NBA Finals, but didn't win. Uh, the Buffalo Bills didn't win. Um, so, I would say personally, I would say Rafael Nadal winning the you know, winning the French Open uh, and the Australian Open this year. Uh, the Australian Open was probably because um, uh, uh, jo- uh, Djokovic wasn't available, but you know the the 14th French Open title, and then you know having more more um, Grand Slams than any other person, any other male athlete. I think I'll give it to Rafael Nadal. I will give it to Rafael Nadal. <laughs> This year,
0: all right, all right. Oh, for oh, last year, for twenty twenty two, twenty twenty. All right, thank you very much, Elijah. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Till you next week. Yeah. Till another Arsenal win, <laughs> you know. <how> we <laughs> <laughs> another hopefully couple not. of
2: Arsenal wins, right? <laughs> hopefully, yeah, <man>. hopefully <laughs>
0: not. We'll see. Please. Okay. Um. So. Um. Ay. LeBron turns thirty-eight, puts up forty-seven. Luka Doncic is for, for the last five games, average fifty points, triple double. As in the NBA is going insane, it's crazy. It's crazy. What's going on, guys?
1: Ah, uh, well, nothing much has changed. The Celtics can't stop winning.
0: The Nets can't stop winning.
1: Um, I think the West keep you know is still between Denver. Uh, the Pelicans and uh, the Grizzlies. Yeah. They're just alternating. I think those three are going to be the top three over there. So it's it's same old Sable. Uh, we've got to give credit to LeBron. He's getting closer to Kareem's record. I think he's going to break it. It's inevitable. Uh, that would make him, uh, you know, top three ever. I mean, if not top two. But um, that, that's up for debate. Um, the Lakers are trash, but LeBron is still doing doing LeBron. <laughs> uh don't you just making a good case for his uh, MVP. If he continues this week, he's gonna win MVP. Yeah, if he continues this way, it's gonna win be MVP. Because <laughs> because right now the marks are sixth in the West. So mm. you fixed. Know, I I remember uh Russell Velbrook winning MVP with OKC or seventh. So, it's, it's happened before. And I don't think even Russell was this hot. So, it's possible because if they don't want to give uh, Jokic and Tatum is up and down, then Doncic will get it. If he continues this way, he will get it. There's no doubt about it. But it's inevitable that he'll probably slow down a bit. But he's, he's right there with the shout. Uh, you know, nothing has changed. I mean, that, that's just it. We still... Uh, the sons and their problems, uh 18, clashing with the coach. That's something they need to sort out. Uh they're not doing well if um um booker is not available. So they have they, they need to work that out. So that's just it. Everyone is looking at who's gonna who's gonna get when Yama. That's what that's simple. nothing 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 new was up. But um <laughs> you know that that's the nba for you it's still january i think things usually start getting real faster around the the all-star after game
0: after yeah, the but, All-Star
1: yeah but tonight is going to be the Celtics against the nuggets that's a good one to watch mm. and it's going to be kings grizzlies wizards and bucks uh you know and then tomorrow is most, you know we have got a full a full a full schedule tomorrow Lakers are, play. Lakers are playing. Lakers are playing. Spurs are playing the Nets. Mavericks will play the Rockets again. Uh, so, Lakers play the All-Nets, Suns, and the Knicks. So, you know, if you look at the table right now, like I like I said, it's Boston in the East. I'm just gonna say the top four of both conferences: the Boston, uh, the Brooklyn Nets, the Hockey Box, and Cleveland in the West, and in the sorry in the East, and in the West is Denver, the Pelicans. Uh, Memphis and Dallas, yeah, Dallas is actually fourth, not sixth. And, and 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 check this out Denver up 23 12, New Orleans up 23 13, Memphis up 22 13. So that's super close, super close, yeah. Uh, so that, that that's just it, really. Um, points per game, the the leader right now is uh Luka Doncic with 34.2. Embiid is second with 33.2 and Yanis uh, is third with 32.1. Assists it's uh, Tyrese uh, Ali Bolton. Yeah, Pacers with 10 assists. Trey Young with 9.9. Jokic with 9.5. Dunkic with 8.9. Uh, for rebounds is uh, Domates Sabonis with twelve point three per game, Clint Capella with eleven point nine, Rudy Gobert, who is having a terrible season, eleven point nine. So that that's it. That's it. That's it for the NBA, man. Really. All
0: right, all right. Um, so thank you very much, Ewai. Yeah. Happy New yeah. Year again. Make sure you check us out on our podcast platform Between the Lines. I'm your host, Ivy K. we drop a new episode every Monday morning by 10 a.m. Thank you very much and good night.
1: Yeah, good night. Cheers. All right.